It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To help us break it down a little bit further, from Bleeding Green Nation, Brandon Lee Gowton. Brandon, how are you, man? Good morning. Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Now, I know you are at the game last night. It was pretty late. I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us in the AM. Uh, just uh, the, the number one thing that jumped out at most people uh, was the play of the offensive line. Uh, what were your takeaways from it? Yeah, definitely not what you're looking for out of the preseason here. I mean, you know, we, we were hearing all offseason. You heard pro football focus said the Eagles had the best offensive line in the NFL. And through a couple of preseason games, and granted, it's only the preseason, uh, hard to overreact too much and say that, you know, everything is doomed. But, man, it's just not what you expected to see. I thought the run blocking was okay last night, but the pass protection certainly was not. I think Carson Wentz was pressured on something like over 60% of the plays that he dropped back there, and that's just not good enough. No, and uh, the guy that uh, really started talking, and look, it was ill-timed for his article to come out from the Players' Tribune, but mm-hmm. Lane Johnson speaking a big game, talking a big game before yesterday, and did nothing on the field to back that up. Uh, do, you, do you ever see any good that can come out of uh, talking like that, other than, of course, giving us something to talk about? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, yeah, it gives us great material to work with, <laughs> but uh, as far as it goes for him, I mean, it just puts the pressure on because suddenly if you don't go down to Washington and you don't beat the Redskins or if you don't play well as an offensive line, then, you know, it kind of comes back to bite you a little bit. Not play well, Brandon. Whoop some ass. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Let's get into specifics. Kind of set a high bar. Yeah, sure. Which, I, which is good, which is good. Hey, he's confident. <laughs> and then after last night, maybe humbled a, a little bit. But, I mean, really, what, is it, what does it come down to, Brandon? Because it was the first time that these guys did play together this preseason, but at the same time, they're veterans, and they look like guys that were rookies and getting thrown around. Do you attribute that more to their own mistakes or facing a pretty good defensive line that the Miami Dolphins have? Well, you do have to put that in perspective. I mean, it's not like Cameron Wake and, and Dominican Sue are a bunch of nobodies there. You know, Those are really good players. Um, so that's part of it. I definitely think that's a factor. Another thing is, yeah, this is the first time all preseason these starters have played together. They're going to have to build that chemistry. I'm sure there's some things that have to be ironed out. Doug Peterson keeps saying that, you know, they're not game planning in the sense of we're not doing uh, things where the blitz pick up, you know, they're not calling plays against blitzes and things like that specifically. 
looks that they don't want to give away in the preseason that they're going to be able to use in the regular season. I don't know how much merit that really has. We'll see, I guess, when the real games start. But, I don't. again, it's not all doom and gloom, but it's definitely a concern. All right, now, Brandon, uh, on that note, and not scouting and, and not game planning, what does it mean when the head coach of the football team says that the opposing team in their pr- third preseason game, the Dolphins in this case, were running unscouted blitzes? What does that mean? <laughs> unscouted blitzes is in the sense of, you know, they're not going – this isn't what they're game planning against. Like, they're not going into this, like, all right, you know, the Dolphins run this kind of blitz, so we're going to do this – to counter that because I guess in the, in the Eagles' mind, and as Doug Peterson and Frank Reich even explained it last week, you know, that's something they don't want to put on film so that, you know, let's look at Washington week one, maybe they want to use some blitzes and they're looking at the Eagles' preseason tape and they can go, oh, this is how the Eagles counter that. Uh, and that's what the Eagles are saying they don't want to put on film. Yeah, that's what it looked like uh, last night. But uh, now going uh, on the defensive uh, with the, with the Michael Kendricks, most notably, uh, he looks like a guy that a couple of weeks ago was talking about how he did ask to be traded. And I, I haven't really blamed him throughout the storyline because it seems like every time there's a trade rumor, Michael Kendricks' name and picks are thrown into it. But he seems like a guy that I don't know. I can't tell. It does, is he playing this well because he wants to stay or he wants to up his own trade value? What do you make of it? Well, the Michael Kendricks thing is interesting because you look at all the big plays and I think everyone's immediate reaction is, oh my gosh, he's playing well. We have to keep this guy. We can't get rid of this guy. The Eagles don't have great linebacker depth. And I think there's, you know, obviously there's something to that that they don't have great linebacker depth. So maybe you do try to keep Kendricks, you know. But if you're getting a good offer, I still think the Eagles take it because look at the reality. He only played 27% of the snaps last year. He's clearly not this important piece as, as they feel at least he's still out there when the starters are pulled last night like, yeah. you look at that mm-hmm. and if, if they really wanted him to be healthy and he was really this big part of the defense he wouldn't be playing when they pull all the starters so I just have a hard time believing they think he's some key piece to the team I still think if they got even maybe like a fifth round pick uh, I think if they got something like that or a fourth you would I'm trade pretty- him for a pick and not for immediate help I, well, I mean, it, it depends on who you can get. You know, yeah. the player-for-player player trade is probably a little more rare, I think, yeah, at this NFL. point, yeah. But if you could get a running back, sure. Oh. Yeah. Well, of the running backs that you have right now, I mean, who do you have uh, Who do you, who do you have as the odd man out? Oh, it's a really good question. It's, That's the man, battle. I, <laughs> I, it's, so, it's so frustrating in a sense because running back was a clear position of need. The Eagles went into the 2017 NFL draft the opportunity to get a really good running back. This is a good running back draft class. And they drafted a player who, at his best, and I'm not saying his career is over by any means, but or he's topped out, but Donnell Pumphrey, uh, in the best-case situation, is probably just a part-time player. And, you know, right now he's not looking too great. He's not looking very explosive, just not seeing a whole lot out of him. Had a decent performance in terms of, I think he had like 37 receiving yards, 37 rushing yards last night. That's against third and fourth stringers, so it's hard to make too much out of it. I think, I just don't know if he's NFL ready. He might be the guy who, I don't know if they'd straight up cut him. That kind of seems unrealistic considering they traded up in the fourth round to get him. But maybe that's a guy who you kind of hope suffers a minor injury and you try (laughs) to stash him on injured reserve while you're not suffers a minor injury, but mysteriously develops one. 
Yeah. Stubbed you know, his toe by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have this theory. It's hard to believe they can actually push it off as a secret. You know what I mean? Like, it's mysterious when a lot of people see it coming. Yeah, we saw a huge drop-off, Brandon, last night as we're talking to Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation and on the offensive line. The other drop-off was from uh, uh, Ronald Darby. He came out like gangbusters in his first game as, a, as an eagle. This one left a lot to be desired. How do you evaluate his play? See, I'm, I know a lot of people are, are getting on Darby, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go completely the other way on it. I'm going right. to say that I'm really not too concerned. He did have that good pass breakup earlier in the game, which I yeah. think kind of people forgot about considering what happened after that. And I get it. You know, he gave up a big reception uh, to Devontae Parker. Personally, I can't kill him for that. Devontae Parker is 6'3". He was a first-round pick. Jay Cutler, for his flaws, is at least good at throwing the ball down the field. Uh, it was, I think it was just kind of a tough play. Darby was right there. Maybe he mistimed his jump by like half a second. But when you're going up against a guy who's 6'3", and you're only 5'10", you're going to lose out sometimes. It's just going to uh, happen. Well, What's up? Uh, it's just the concern about that is there, um, there are a lot of them in the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so... Like, I hear what you're saying. He did. He mistimed it and, and the hype thing, but that could be something that could get repeated a lot this season. Yeah, he's not going to be – he's not an elite corner. You know, he's not Richard Sherman. He's not that kind of guy. But, I mean, if this was any other Eagles cornerback, like Patrick Robinson or Jalen Mills or any of those guys, to me, they're not even making that play close. Like, they're getting burned badly. At least Darby's going to contest. He's going to make it a close play. He's going to have to make it. So the receiver is going to have to make a good play. And if that's going to happen, I can at least live with that as opposed to guys just getting burned and receivers are running wide open down the field. Brandon, we got one more game left this preseason. What are we watching for? The starters aren't in. The offensive line that needs help isn't going to, get, isn't going to play in that game. What are we looking for? Well, one of the more interesting things to me and probably going a little bit uh, undercovered is Nick Foles. Like, Nick Foles hasn't played a single preseason game. That's a big concern. He, The Eagles brought him in to be the backup behind Carson Wentz. You know, God forbid anything happens to Carson Wentz. I don't really know if they can even count on Nick Foles because he has this issue, issue injury issue with his elbow that it keeps swelling up. And it, to me, it doesn't seem like it's magically just going to get better. Uh, you know, he, he's going to, especially if he's going to play, it seems like something where he's throwing and it keeps acting up. If the Eagles can't rely on Nick Foles, they might have to keep a third quarterback, and I don't think Matt McGloin has really played well enough to justify that. Uh, Dane Evans, same thing. So I think the backup quarterback spot is kind of really a huge concern here. Do you get the feeling that Nick Foles will play in week four? I honestly don't know because, again, like he, it seemed like everything was fine. He had turned the corner. He was practicing earlier this week. All of a sudden, he gets shut down for Tuesday's practice because his Apparently his uh, elbow, uh, there was some pain there again as he started throwing more. So I think the Eagles should get him out there, and they kind of need to, because for him to go into the season without getting any preseason reps doesn't seem great to me. But I don't honestly don't know if he can, that that elbow is going to keep being an issue. Yeah, and Brandon, one of the interesting things, I was talking to a couple of people about this last night at the game, even though he's got that background with uh, both Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, and he, he knows the offense, you still want to see your backup quarterback play because, I mean, it could be so long before he actually takes snaps in a regular season game, and that'll be an opportunity where he'll just be throwing at practice with the twos, not even getting a chance with the ones. So you want him to get at least an opportunity to knock whatever rust he can off. I totally agree, and he, 
The other thing is he's missed a lot of practice time. He hasn't had that opportunity to really build any chemistries with these guys. I know, like you said, he's been here. He might know some of the scheme, but he hasn't played with these players. So just missing all that time and not having any kind of chemistry with these guys, to me, that's, again, part of the concern. Yeah, and one of the things Doug Peterson said this week to try to uh, nullify any worry about Nick Foles was that he wasn't practicing this week because of it was just precautionary. Well, now holding him out of his third straight preseason game, I mean, you have to admit that does send up even more red flags, no? Yeah, he's missed all this time. And it's not even just the preseason. He's missed almost all of training camp, and he missed a, a week or two back in the spring uh, apparently it was due to the birth of his child, but still it was missed time two right. weeks on top of all of this, and it's just it's not looking great. No, it's not. Brandon Lee Gowden, Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you check out his stuff on bleedinggreennation.com. Brandon, thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys.